Welcome to Vilify, the podcast where we celebrate the art of the villain. Join us as we journey to explore the nuances of brilliance behind the characters we love to hate. It's time to appreciate the finer shades of gray in storytelling and uncover the charm that makes villains the unsung heroes of narrative complexity. Hey, everybody. This is Clint. This is Chris. Sorry. <laughs> totally <laughs> missed my prompt. <laughs> that's all right. You know, that's the thing about comedy is it's all about timing. <laughs> so <laughs> this is Vilify see well episode played. six. And so really excited to get to talk about this one. I actually, I love comedy movies. They're like my jam. And so, I mean, are you a comedy guy? I, yeah, yeah, for sure. I am. Uh, it probably, it probably goes action and then comedy oh, yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more like, so uh, do you like slapstick comedy or do you like comedy that's like very intelligent? You seem like an intelligent comedy guy, but I don't know. Go on. Be. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. I, I, no, I think I'm, I think I'm both, but the slapstick needs to land, I which was not a pun. 100%. You know, yeah. because yeah. not all of it, sometimes I watch British comedy stuff that slapstick and it, I, none of it yeah. really makes sense. I hear that. You know? I hear that. Cause like, I, I, I love a good comedy. Like there was a, there was a movie a little while ago, like it was about the three stooges, which you think, Oh, yeah. that would be amazing. And, but the movie was kind of terrible it because bad. it was Somebody just, was in that, that I wasn't expecting to be Will in Sasso it. was in it. I don't know who that is. He's, um, he was in mad TV. And so, Okay. It's kind of a, I mean, I liked Will Sasso. I thought he was a really funny guy. But the thing is, is like he, uh, anyway, it was just not very well timing thing. And then uh, Jack from Will and Grace was in it too. Okay. And so like, it just like the, it didn't land the slapstick, you know, yeah. like it just didn't like, it didn't like the the jokes you know the comedy you have to set it up properly you have to i mean and that's that's the thing and that's why these guys that that do this they're i think comedians are crafts that on a, on their own like jim carrey is amazing he for can sure do, he can do most any role comedy drama the last episode we were talking about was that the end of the last episode that's right this is the this is the jim carrey podcast changing it to jimify and so (laughs) but uh but like yeah that but robin williams is also another guy that's just like he played have you seen it's insomnia with robin williams and like he's he's actually like a a scary oh he plays a great terrifying doesn't he do something similar to that in uh like one hour photo or I never saw one. I think he's like a creep in that. Uh, I'm in it. If if he's a creep, I'm in. So, but I just think like a comedy role, like the essence of a good, like comedy is, is really setting up the joke properly and going to, again, a Jim Carrey movie, Dumb and Dumber, I think Mm -hmm. is probably one of the best, uh, slapstick comedy you'll ever find. And it's fantastic. It's just so, but like the part that like, I, it will, I will always remember some of the things that just made me laugh the hardest in that show was, or in that movie was when it's just the stuff that wasn't scripted. And so like, and I just, I'm a nerd. So I like going behind the scenes, a lot of it. So you remember when he's walking out the bar and he sees the, the, uh, we landed on the moon snippet on the wall and he goes, we landed on the moon, you know, we, like, did yeah, it, guys. we did it guys, you know, and he's just so all that was improv. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's awesome. That it's not even. And, and so just like, I love that. And I think like comedy movies have such a great place for villains to be in. Which is interesting because I actually, when we were thinking about this episode, I Dumb and Dumber is a film I love to talk about. Oh, like, yeah. It's super good. And I started thinking, 
like there is a villain in Dumb and Dumber, but yeah. like it's really ambiguous until the end. And then the end, it's not a good payoff because he's only a villain for like really the villains you know, dumb for and like dumber 35 seconds. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the failure of the American education system is the villain in dumb and dumber. <laughs> I'm lying. I got worms. And so it's like, so like no, I, I totally agree. Like a good com comedic villain is a villain that, that is well-placed comedy. You know, but he also has an agenda that's against that's antithesis to the people that are that are like the good guys in it, you know. And yeah. I think of things like I mean, you got some great ones. You got like I mean, most Adam Sandler movies has a fantastic villain, you know, because it's a villain that is antithesis to what Adam's trying to do in his and you just you just loathe him like oh Doyle rules, you know, and you're just like, okay. Oh, I would just want the Doyles to, to get it, you know, like I got a whole feeling your whole family's going down, you know, and you're just like and you laugh when they do I mean a family like fell off of a truck or like a they had a huge car accident <laughs> screaming a Doyle rules and we were laughing the whole time. That's how great a comedy role is with a villain. The villain can get it and it makes you laugh. The whole time. And it's just, I really great. It takes a lot of great writing. It takes a lot of great acting. It takes a lot of great character development to do a great villain in a comedic role. So I'm excited about this one. I've been thinking about it all day. I've been, I, I was, I was really excited. It's so. funny because when we had talked about this episode, um, I, I didn't know. I, I have never really thought of villains inside of a comedy Oh, really? You know what I mean? Like, I, oh. I, I don't I, because there are obviously yeah. Yeah. Uh, some are more, you know, cartoonish than than others. Right. Yep. Um, but it, it it is an interesting concept because to me, like what makes for a good villain is that I could probably list 10 or 15 comedies that have terrible villains. Like oh, the yeah. villain is yeah. is not the thing. Yeah. Right. Um, are those good comedic movies, though? Yeah, really? yeah movies that i love really but okay. i think what was interesting about this exercise was that sometimes there's villains that i don't even they're just a character in the film that i don't i never really thought of them as the it, like i didn't say oh that's the villain uh, i just thought oh that's the antagonist that's yeah. the drama that's yeah. the whatever like the villain in most rom-coms is not like what we in this podcast to date would like consider a villain, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. just, oh, that's a selfish boyfriend or something, yeah. you know, like that, right? And so it was, it was an interesting, I think, See, exercise so funny to, to, to me, think about. Even this. like I always look at like I'm like, oh, that dude sucks. He totally deserves what's getting to him. Why? Because I just want him to get it, you know. And I've always, I've always been that way about villains. And so, I've, but I've always looked for a villain in a movie. You know, like whether it's a Disney movie or a comedy movie or, or you know, whatever it is, I just, I just love it. And I can, I can think of most of the com most of the movies that I'm bringing, I want to bring up. I loved because the villain was so good, and I'm usually a if the villain is great, then the movie's great. Like I can't okay. think of one movie where the villain was fantastic in the movie. I guess I guess we kind of do like, you love? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say some names. Okay. of movies. All right, and if you've watched it, you tell me who the villain is. Okay, like All real right. quick. This is a fun exercise. I like this. Have you watched The Hangover? Yes. Who's the villain? Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, he totally like he totally like <laughs> roofied everybody. <laughs> 
And it's like you you end up rooting for him, but he's he is not the good guy. And I guess Mr. Wong. Uh, uh who the King John Neil Nope. <laughs> not the dictator of North Korea. Okay. Bridesmaids. Oh man. I mean that's a rom com. Yeah, that you is. Know? No, it was uh it was uh the guy from um oh he yeah he's from St. Louis. He's uh John Hammond. Oh he's the bad guy. Is he? Yeah, he's like her first boyfriend who treats her terrible. Okay. Yeah, and so I think he's a bad guy. I yeah. don't think he's like the bad guy. But he—he's he, the guy that you're trying to like prove. She's trying to prove wrong that she could do different, you know. So that's kind of the villain. Have you seen say. Groundhog's Day? I have. Who's the bad guy in Groundhog's Day? That's easily f- f- the Groundhog. Bill. Bill F. and Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray. Is, uh, I mean, if you think about it, that's an Ebenezer like. That is an Ebenezer Scrooge moment. But that's what I'm saying. I guess he is the bad guy, but he's, you know, he, he turns into, he's a, but he's both. That's what I'm saying. I I feel like in comedies, it's a little bit more nuanced than just like, oh, here is a bad guy. Like who's just the villain of the movie. Well, it takes right. Yeah. It takes great writing. You know, it takes goes and like, but even like, okay, Bridesmaids is not my favorite comedy movie. Why? Because John Hammond wasn't the best villain in it. I love him. You John know? Hammond is the villain of uh, Jurassic Park. Um, oh, he is. Man, I am. <laughs> John Ham is <laughs> from St. Louis. <laughs> Kim Jong Il, John Hammond. <laughs> Let's jump in the villains. It's like the real villain is mispronouncing names and so like so my first villain that and I, today we're not categorizing them no we're right? not categorizing we're just gonna we're just, t- just spitball yeah, in different villains this is just spitballing some villains and my first one is an all-time favorite shooter mcgavin and I, so when you brought up adam sandler movies uh, earlier i was trying to think through this what my head went to that game because uh, i was like Man, I could probably list five Adam Sandler movies. You could list them for me, and I wouldn't be able to tell you who the villain is. But I could tell you Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin is, I mean, just the buildup of that guy who, you know, he is, he's the next guy in line. He's doing so well. And it's just, he takes a, he takes the fall for grace. You know, we've all been that to where we've all fallen. We've all like expected to get something and our expectations were not met. We've all been there, right? And I love how he does it just so terribly. He's <laughs> just so bad the whole time. But I just, I just love the um, the entitlement throughout the whole thing. You know, I love it. I mean, his first lines where he tells the the producer that he wants a diet coke, hun, and he's like, "Thanks." You know, <laughs> just yeah. like oh, you're just like this dude's a jerk, and I hate him, and I love it. It's love one of it. the first movies that I can think of that would like if it came out today the 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 kids would say oh that guy's cringe <laughs> oh, oh yeah because that guy's cringe 100%. right i mean he's 100%. taking these kind of like boomer tropes and he's <laughs> but but you're rooting for the everyday guy oh uh, yeah the gen, right gen who's X guy. not yeah i mean you know it's yeah. adam sandler so oh, it's, yeah. the film's full of cringe either way but yeah. like it's he's you know with his like shooting finger guns you know all the time it's it's uncomfortable he wants to take 
grandma's house away from him. the dude's a bad dude man he's just not cool and i love like and i think like if and i think the part of the movie where it makes you think that probably this is one of the i think happy gilmore is probably the best adam sandler movie just because it's my favorite you know that's why it's categorized it the best is my favorite one and the reason why is because it's the scene where Happy's trying to go to his happy place, and you can tell that Shooter has one hundred percent happy days, got, happy place thing got into his head because his happy place has been infiltrated by Shooter, and he comes in, and no one's wearing white anymore, but they're all wearing black. And he's dressed and up as like yeah, like all like, leather and yeah, and so and like the mom's dressed up as Gene Simmons from Kiss, and he makes out. That's just like you because he totally. He totally won. He totally got in his head. He totally uh, defeated Happy in that moment. And then Happy had to rise up. I think that's why I like the movie is because just Shooter's a fantastic bad guy. Shooting so, pieces of crap for breakfast. <laughs> that's one of the greatest lines ever. No. <laughs> it's like, you know, but the whole like and even the scene where he's like, where he says, hey, we get together on the ninth hole at 830. Uh, dress nice. You know, and then Happy's like trying. He's like trying to impress these guys. So he goes to the, you know, he goes to the. the the uh, whole whole nine at eight thirty, and the sprinklers come on. Classic man, yeah, this is classic. Stuff. And so yeah, so I, that's my first really good villain. Okay, I, I liked him a lot. So, so I'm off the bat breaking rules. Oh, right. Like um, I I uh, don't know if I have talked about this on the podcast yet so far, but I run a YouTube channel. Um, in which I talk about The Office. Great. And I recently, it's fantastic. Probably earlier this year, I'd say I released a video called Michael Scott, the reluctant villain of The Office. And so my first choice is Michael Scott. I cannot believe as a villain. You're talking about Michael. He's the most loved character on the show. Stick with me. I'm in. Let He's, me hear it. When we, I, I, I spent great detail setting this up in the <laughs> like, preamble of... Okay, when he says he has a podcast, guys, or webcast, he has eight seasons of a podcast. And so it's pretty incredible. So I set this up when I started talking about, well, you know, sometimes the characters are kind of nuanced and, you know, like... So, of course, Michael Scott becomes the hero of yeah. the story, right? Um, but if you think about, like, uh, a villain... And the overlap between a villain and antagonist of a story, right? Um, Michael Scott is always, if he's in an episode, he is always the antagonist. Oh, 100%. Uh, even of his own happiness, right? <laughs> yes. Um, like there's that line when he says to Toby, you're a thief of joy. <laughs> like Michael is the thief of joy for almost everybody in the office. But... Obviously, as the seasons go on, he learns lessons, he learns these things, and he 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 stops becoming just the straight up villain. Because in season one, he is just oh, straight up horrible. the villain. Oh like my gosh. there is no redemption. There is no it's, it's just cringe and uncomfortable, and you're not supposed to feel safety so in great. his presence. It's so great. Starting in season two, they said, Well, we we He's now a star because a 40-year-old virgin. We need to lean into Michael. We need to lean into Steve Carell. Uh, you can't make him a villain. Yeah. And so they then kind of chose to tweak it to where he is now what I would call the reluctant villain. So he is still the source of all the villainry 
in the office, but never really on purpose. Yeah. And so well, you it, think first season it was more on purpose. He was like, for doing, sure. Yeah. And so, so David Brent, the UK version, he is much, uh, he is, he is the villain yeah. of, of that show. Everybody hates him and except David Brent loves himself. And he <laughs> thinks of himself as, as the most loved man in the office. Oh yeah. And so that yeah, is, that's what they were going for, for Michael in uh-huh. season one. But then when they evolved him, you know, the stories in uh, Diversity Day, right, in season one is Michael did something offensive and then to fix it, he keeps doubling down on offensive behavior, <laughs> but he is still always the hero of his own oh, story yeah. there. Yeah. It's it's only him that doesn't see that he's the problem. Yeah. And then, but like, uh, no redemption in that arc, but if you look at like an episode in season three... With like another controversial office politics thing of of the gay witch hunt episode. Oh yeah, where he kisses Oscar. <laughs> yes, where he accidentally <laughs> outs one of his employees, <laughs> and he is he is immediately his motives are no longer like I'm the hero of the story. It still is kind of that, but yeah. he is very much trying to make things right. For the guy and his, you know, that yeah. he kind of that but it's he, still about him. He wrong, even in that show. Yeah, I, I mean, even in that episode where I, I remember where he, where he kissed Oscar and he's like, "I did it, I did it," you know, because yes. it's it's about him. But I think know? for and, him, even in that moment, he he's of he, while he is putting on a show, we the audience are intended to empathize with Michael at that moment because he is going in his mind. He's I have to do this because. I have made everybody else feel bad about Oscar. Yeah. Even though no one else is. No one yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, so he again, he's doing this villainous behavior, but he is not a villain. And that and that that continue they they weave that throughout that story the whole really well. series. And it's not until his last season in which every kind of the one of those big rocks of Michael's life is kind of like he deals with another piece of it yeah. and every episode of season seven is just chipping away another yeah. thing that they have set up michael's selfish michael yeah. is impulsive michael is not protecting of his people michael yeah. whatever it may be right and yeah. so it's a it's it's that's why yeah. I, I was like when you said this i thought you know oh no i, I gotta I, talk I, about michael scott 100 man that's great and so i calling him a villain is i like it i mean hey I love villains, so I think some people are going to listen to it and be like, "How dare you feed me your <laughs> hatred?" <laughs> and so I love it. And so, and I, I think my next villain, he is not obviously he's not as iconic as Michael Scott. That's a hard act to follow, you know, of eight seasons. He actually has the shortest amount of screen time of any villain I've probably mentioned. Okay, and so, uh, but I love him. I just every time I, I probably he's the most quotable one for me. And it's like uh is a uh, West Mantooth from Anchorman played by Vince Vaughn. Okay. Okay. So Vince so, Vaughn. Oh yeah. You know, I asked Sarah yeah. a question the other day. Yeah. I asked my wife, um, was like, was Vince Vaughn ever attractive? Oh yeah. Like at any point was he like <laughs> he was like, Wow, that guy's a stud. <laughs> She said, I think it was always kind of his voice. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. That makes me feel better. So 
so in funny. Anchorman, he just plays like a rival a rival anchor. Dude. But you only see him twice. You right? only see him. Like I said, he has the shortest amount. You see him in but, the fight. But and there's another like, scene no, that sets it up see, before that. right? Actually, three times. So you see him when he's on the street. They see each other and they have the show off. And and Brick, who's played by Steve Carell, uh, says, where'd you get your pants? A toilet store? And then they Great all line. they all leave. And, and Vince right. Vaughn goes, even the guy who doesn't know how to say something says something. <laughs> so like, but he's just so arrogant and he's so jerky. He always blames his people. You know, and that's the thing that's like kind of cool about Anchorman. Like if you want to get down to like like I, I think he's the villain of it, obviously, because there's so much hate. I, I honestly think you could say that that uh that Ron Burgundy is the villain. Very much so. Very much the villain. I, like, I actually think the like, villain of the, like, of that but, movie is the uh, 70s. Oh, it's so Like the, the so ideology dude. of the it's 70s so is what is uh, the villain of that. That's like probably, he's a product of oh, that era. 100%. But I think I, I love that, that. He's that, the reluctant villain also. <laughs> Vince Vaughn is just, there, there might be a huge uh, connection with reluctant villains and comedy. That I'm that we're just putting together. That's when the cool. when the when the protagonist yeah. is yeah. actually the no. reluctant villain. Well, it's funny. I mean, it's just it's humorous to see them try to do good and fail, and I mean, it's it's a funny thing, you know. But I know when Vince Vaughn does stuff. Oh, I've always loved. I don't think there's a Vince Vaughn movie I don't like. Maybe Fred Claus. That's the only one I'm not like like too thrilled about. But I like Vince Vaughn movies. I think he's really really funny. Um, and but when he is teamed up with Will Four Ferrell, Christmases. Oh, I like Four Christmases. Four Christmases is really good. I love Reese Witherspoon in that it was fantastic. And I mean, and then you had uh oh he he's the director, um, John Favreau. Yeah, and his name's Dallas because that's where he's conceived. Yep. <laughs> and then Robert Duvall, the dad. Oh, we could have gone there all the all day long. But anyway, I I love Vince Vaughn. I think we I need to have a Christmas episode, oh, like a Christmas villain. I hear a season two coming on, and there so and uh, and so, but uh, so Vince Vaughn, I, I just he always like in the great fight scene. You know, between uh, Anchorman and and Vince and the ESPN and all, I just so many ridiculous things in there that they fight. But I just he he stands out amongst all of them as the person that is the rival that he hate. He blames everybody else, and he's just fun to watch. He's fun to watch, and I love the fact that when then Ron when Ron Burgundy's coming out of the bear pit, <laughs> such a ridiculous concept in itself. He's like walking out of the, or, you know, climbing up, he grabs a ladder and then kisses him on the forehead. Just such a Godfather type moment, but it's ridiculous. And I yeah. love, I love it. I love it. And no, so, that's good. Yeah, it's a funny one. Okay. So for me, my next one, uh-huh. I went with, um, I, I, I'm, I'm dangerously setting myself up like consistent. I, I didn't, I didn't do, I, I will say I didn't, I didn't just say the Christmas thing on purpose. Really? Uh, because I, I, I'm going with Home Alone. Oh, Marv. Yeah, yes. Harry, and, Harry and Marv. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw this thing the other day that said that... Uh, I had a Home Alone shirt on today. I should have... That, that when that movie came out, Harry, Harry was... Uh, he was like 35 years old. <laughs> and it really messed with my entire concept of Joe time. She was 35 years old. Maybe. I don't know. I oh have to look gosh. that up. I don't know. Whatever it was. Maybe it was. Wow. I almost said Lloyd. That's Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Harry no. and Marv. Maybe Harry it was Marv. Marv. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been Marv. He does look younger. Yeah. In that. And Daniel Stern. 
is quite funny in it. Whatever so. it was made me think so, that yeah. I was a I was oh, very old now. That's my son's favorite movie. That's great. And so yeah, it it, it one of one of his favorite movies. So. The the danger uh, with them. Uh, continues to ramp up as the movie goes on. Yeah. I mean, they start with like, well, we're just going to, you know, scare the kid and grab grab the money to where it's like now they're like, I'm going to murder this child. <laughs> he tries to bite his fingers off. Yeah. When he hangs them up on the door. I mean, that's pretty evil. Yeah. So, so uh, it, it it's interesting, yeah. you know, to watch to watch the decay of human <laughs> human nature <laughs> uh, real time throughout the film. But I. I think as far as like comedic villains go, they kind of have that charming little slapstick oh, thing do. going on, 100%. right? I could watch hours on end yeah. of that 11-year-old torturing these <laughs> dudes. It's so funny. And it's such – like John Hughes, this is such a different movie for him, you know, because he – I mean he did Pretty in Pink. He did all these uh, really 80s classic movies, you know. and But it's it's a reach for everyone. Joe Pesci before that was doing uh, a lot of gang movies. I mean, he was in Goodfellas. He was in, and he was known for that role, you know, that, that gangster role, which he, I mean, in the movie, he plays a burglar, which isn't far yeah. from a gangster, but. The Sticky Bandits. Yeah. Wet Bandits. Wet Bandits. Yeah. Sticky Bandits in the second one. That's right. Oh, gross. That's, and, uh, but you know, like, I, I love, it. I love Joe Pesci in it. I love Daniel Stern in it. Harry and Marv are just, they're, oh. They're really funny. And so, and the fact when the, have you ever seen, do you ever, have you ever watched that show Mythbusters? You remember yeah, that show? I love that show. They did a whole Home Alone episode. Like how much, like, uh, yeah. like, like, um, how far into the movie yeah. would they die? Yeah. 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 And it was like, I mean, it was like, it was like the, when he stepped on the nails, like you're out. You're not, you're not getting up. You're not walking after that. You know, it's like, and it was really funny. Some of the things like when it grabbed the, the doorknob and stuff, they're like, can a doorknob get that hot? They did some really fun. It's not a plug for Mythbusters, but it was a really fun episode. So no, great. I love that pick. That is fantastic. Yeah. So if you had one Home Alone, like, like, where do you remember watching that movie? Oh, I saw time? it in theaters. I did too. Yeah. I, did I, too. I distinctly remember because. When they go to the airport, um, they they uh, and the the planes are taking off. The establishing shot is like a is like a southwestern flight, like a, just taking off. I remember being scared in the oh, theater. Really? I was little, you know, watching it because it was so loud that yeah. I had to like. I remember covering my ears, so you know, I loved it. That's something that happened. I remember watching it for the first time, and it was when he bought all the stuff like he bought like you know or you know when he bought like the the groceries and everything like that i remember that part watching it in the theater for some strange reason it's always mm. been like one of those core memories in my head yeah and so but yeah and do, you know i don't think that movie would be as iconic if it wasn't for those two villains yeah i mean arguably yeah. the villain is having so many kids you can't keep track of them <laughs> Catherine O'Hare forgetting her children is the villain. <laughs> so like great, great pick, man. And so, so my final, <clears throat> my final pick, uh, is one of my favorite. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, this is probably the best comedic villain actor ever. Uh, I love claim. I love it. And I, I don't think there's a movie with him in it that I don't thoroughly enjoy. And that's Ben Stiller. And okay. Yeah. And so I go went with White Goodman from Dodgeball. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so, Excellent pick. So 
good, man. Oh, man, what a douche muffin. But I loved every second of it. Now, <laughs> so, Dodgeball oh is God. a film oh. that I think I could quote. Oh, yeah. The entire movie. Oh, dude. When, <laughs> when there comes and he is by far oh, yeah. a standout oh. in, in the film. Yeah. I mean, it would not. It would be another Vince Vaughn. And yeah, Vince great Vince Vaughn. Yeah, movie. and Justin Long, Justin Long, and then you had uh, Milton from Oh, Milton's in it. I totally forgot yeah. Milton's in it. Steve and the so, Pirate is a uh, he's Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. And so yeah, and then their coach Tudyk, 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 Tudyk. Yeah, and so yeah, and so uh, then uh, you have the coach who uh, I cannot think of his name right now, but Patches O'Houlihan. Patches O'Houlihan. He's a famous actor. Yeah, it was Rip Torn. Rip right? Torn. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's Rip Torn. I love it when Rip Torn gets crushed by. Sign they don't make a four ton of Irish yeah. irony card, you know, and oh, what a great oh, it's so great. That's yeah. such a good, but and, like, and yeah. he's fantastic. Oh man, why, 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 Goodman is, I mean, how he controls the purple cobras uh -huh. and they come out, it's just so ridiculous. The whole thing's ridiculous, yes, you know, of being dodgeball. In that Do you big. think there's any significance so, of his name? Uh, I didn't until you said that. Now I'm looking at the name like maybe there is. And I mean, so, anybody whose name is Goodman, yeah, but is the villain, yeah. Oh, that is true. Inside got a little, movie. got a little. I love the. I like the. I mean, this whole movie. You know, they it, it, how it ended in the original was not how it's supposed to end. Did you know that? I feel like I've heard something about this. Yeah, so they were supposed to end with with Globo Jim beating him, beating him, and it. And he was such a good villain and he was such like a, like a, like people hated him. They didn't want to see him win that it tested terrible. Mm. So they went and reshot it. And then that's when like, <laughs> and freaking Chuck Norris. <laughs> Fantastic. So Fantastic. It's just so good, man. And it's so, he's just such a, I mean, from the favorite line. Oh man. Probably my favorite line. It's so dumb. But when uh, he's like, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Easily. <laughs> so Easily. Ridiculous, man. Easily. Like, One oh of my... the best lines oh. in comedy, stupid villain. Dude, but the thing is, is Ben Stiller has this ability. There's not a I'm, think of heavyweights. Yeah. Great, great comedic villain. Yeah. I mean, f like solid. I think a Tropic Thunder. I mean, Tropic Thunder, he was, I mean, he's obviously the screen star, but he's also the villain. Those guys are not yeah. heroes. They're well, that's not. it. He's also so, in a lot of rom-coms. So he is. And everyone in the rom-com yeah. is a villain. If I haven't said that so far, everyone in a rom-com <laughs> is the villain. Is, is 100%. Except I, most yeah. of the time, like the gay best friend is not. He's usually the one that's trying to speak truth. Yeah. You know, and they're just not listening. But yeah. And, but I mean, but think of like, even like Night at the Museum. Who's trying to stop them from having all their fun? Ben Stiller. Villain. Well, I don't know. A, from a certain point <laughs> of view. Like, listen, all right. <laughs> he is the villain to the villain max. But White Goodman. Okay, but okay. Him, so what's the worst thing he does in, in in Dodgeball? Dodgeball. The pizza part. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's weird. Yeah, it is. That's that like is, Adam Sandler cringe part. It is, man. Okay. He's sitting there and he's like, no, you're supposed to knock this in my quiet. If you recall, <laughs> he gets kind of like aggressive with the accountant chick. Oh, well, yeah. Like that's, that's, well, a, yeah, that's, that's a pretty – yeah. at that. I remember feeling like the tone of the movie was shifting just a bit. <laughs> and then they, yeah. they, they circle it back then with the – Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. That's right. Moment, That's right. you know, 
but I remember thinking, you know, it's almost like it's yeah. almost like, oh, it's borderline right there. Like yeah, to where creepy. it's, you know, then you realize that's his real life wife, real life so, wife. Yeah. And so another marriage made on Vilify. And so, you know, name. it's funny. We talked about yeah, yeah, uh, so. Amy Dunn last last uh, or a couple yeah, episodes ago. Yeah. What was that? The that was the switcheroo villain. Switcheroo villain. Yeah, gone, gone girl. But we had we had talked about too. We'd already brought her up, and she was in. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, she was in Doom. No. Yeah, I did not know that. I don't know why, but I was on IMDb today, and I, <laughs> and I stumbled upon Amy Doom or Rosalind something. Yeah. Um. And because uh, I, I was like, I know her from something that now I can't picture what it was. And so I went all the way down to the bottom of her list and she was in a few shows, few shows. Then she was a Bond girl. Um, she was a, she was a villain in um, the Haley, Holly, Holly Berry, Holly, Holly Berry, Berry uh, where Holly Berry is the, uh, the Bond girl. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Rosalind something. That's what Tomorrow Pierce, Never Dies. Yeah. That's Pierce Brosnan. Bond. Yeah. 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 And so so yeah. then, so then from there, her career just kind of took off, but really? yeah, she was the scientist in Doom. I did not know that. Yeah, that's crazy. I, as soon as as soon as huh. I saw that on the list, I was like, "That was her." Dadgum. making Quite connections here on Vilify. I Great actress. Loved it. One one of the most. So yeah, and so like one of the best parts in Dodgeball too, like it, that's not White Goodman is when the Girl Scout troop takes the beaver tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> they failed the test because they can't pass the drug test. Yeah, they're like, like, dang it, Bernice, and she's like, it's <laughs> one of the funniest lines ever. It's That's like, pretty yeah, good. It's great. So, who's your villain? Okay, now this might be controversial. I love it. Uh, have you ever seen a little film from the late eighties known as? Ferris Bueller? <laughs> yeah, I've seen Ferris Bueller. Who's the villain of Ferris Bueller? Easily Ferris. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Matthew Broadwick. Yeah. <laughs> 100% steals his best friend car. That's why I love the movie so much. And so, and we hate the principal. Why do we hate the principal? Hate he's the just principal. doing his job. Well, he's it's a little like, creepy too. But, super, you know. Yeah, he is. He turned out to be a real life villain too, so. Well, there you go. Yeah, and so, but he is a creepy villain. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't have a ton more to say about Ferris Bueller other than, yeah. <laughs> I, if you go back, if if you're like, he's not the villain of this movie. No. Then you're yeah, wrong. You should is. just go back and watch 100%. it. 100%. With modern eyes. Oh, man. And say, is, is anything he's doing socially acceptable? No. Does anything he's doing seem like he's not a sociopath <laughs> right like he right. doesn't care about any anything or anybody else his best friend is his car the one yeah he gets his dad's in, car yeah it's like oh it's so bad yeah it's just so and then the the backward thing to make the speedometer goes down i think yeah, yep. everyone should try to do that to make it so <laughs> now work. did you have any honorable mentions because i had an honorable I, mention you know i had i had a couple of honorable mentions as oh. well. and so but most of them were like were like i mean most of them were ben stiller roles <laughs> <laughs> so like uh tropic thunder is probably my all-time one of my all-time favorite comedies and so uh 
but it was I he okay. He so there's terrorists. Him. There's like gorilla the bad guys but, in uh, that. But it's I think the villain in that is Nick Nolte's character. Okay, uh, the guy who writes the book. And okay, because he has these he has these mechanical arms. It's the been whole a time. while oh, since I've so seen funny. this. So he has these mechanical arms, and then he gets taken by the Viet Cong, and they they figure figure out he has real hands. And Jack Black hasn't seen him until he has real hands. And Jack Black looks at him and goes, "When'd you grow hands?" And so it's like one of the funniest lines. And I just I love it. So yeah, uh, it was that uh, I had that one. I had Jim Carrey uh, from Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, I, I absolutely loved him. Yeah, that's a good pick. I thought. I, but return I mean, to classic nineties, Jim Carrey. Just, yeah, man. And Ace Ventura is a great uh, villain. He's just, he's fantastic. Although I guess Finkel would be the villain in that movie. Cause Einhorn. Like, oh yeah. Einhorn. Einhorn. It's Finkel. Finkel <laughs> Einhorn is Einhorn. Finkel. <laughs> no, so. you have an honorable mention. I did. Um, it was, uh, okay. It was Rob Lowe. Oh, Oh, Derek. Oh, and, Tommy boy. And, uh, uh, oh, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, such a Tommy great movie. boy. Such a great movie, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, Dan Aykroyd's like kind of, but he's still villain. villainous. 100%. Right. Yeah. Uh, so. another villain that's driven by <laughs> capitalism, um, and greed, but the, uh, yeah. So oh. the, 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 the reveal Young Chris watching this movie, you know, <laughs> the reveal that the that that the 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 hot mom <laughs> stepmom <laughs> figure was like, you know, yeah. with Rob Lowe oh, and so they were like bad guys working against them the whole time. Yeah. That was like I thought oh. this is cinema. Yeah. This <laughs> is pure cinema. When Rob Lowe <laughs> pees on the electric thing, he's like, this is what I think Galen autos and it shoots him across the room. <laughs> so, so funny. Tommy Boy's a classic. Tommy Boy's great. But I, I mean, you could even say that David Spade's kind of the bad guy in that one. So, yeah. And so that he just has the redemptive part of it right. that, that we like. And so that ends up being a friend. But Rob Lowe, man, I love Rob Lowe. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. And so he's really, really good. So. Yeah. You did amazing in Parks and Rec. Dude, Parks and Rec didn't, in my opinion, didn't, I mean, I thought, I love Chris Pratt. I think Chris Pratt was a thing, but like Rob Lowe in it is when it really took off. And so <laughs> when he's sick and he's looking at himself in the mirror, Rob Lowe, and he just, you know, how he always talks to himself yeah. and he's like, stop pooping. <laughs> he's yep. like telling himself that in the mirror. It's great. So, oh yeah. So, oh uh, yeah. Is that all your honorable mentions that you got? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I had a couple more, but I think it's good. We'll save them for another day. Save them for another time. That's right. And so, uh, it's time for our, one of my favorite new segments we're doing V versus V. And so, uh, what does chat GBT say we're, uh, fighting off against today, Chris? Well, me, let me click the button. All right. One more. Uh, so we have two uh, villains. I like. It. I asked for two comedic. I love it. Um, yeah, two comedic based <laughs> villains. <laughs> it's scary to me that Skynet is this uh, this precise from, already. So from the comics to duke it out. The setting is at a uh, comedy club. I love it already. And the villains 
are yours, okay. the Joker. Oh, wow. Okay. Mine, the Riddler. Oh, okay. Comedic. Both Batman based. All Both right. Batman, which is funny. Uh-huh. And, you know, but I don't know if like, I, okay, Jim Carrey's Jim Riddler. Jim Riddler's legit. Is, is jokey. Yeah. Quippy. He is. But like, the Batman Riddler is more... He, you know, psychopathic. Paul and Dano was scary. Yeah. And I think and that so. the Riddler kind of works as a more serious um, psychopathic yeah. type of villain rather than like quippy. I know Vverse V isn't like analyzing the movie, but like Paul Dano's Riddler did what Heath Ledger's Joker did. That it took that campy can't be kind of comedic villain and made it something special. And so, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. But we're going with the campy one, right? Yes. Now. So, okay. So we're going Jim Carrey type Riddler and I were, then I'm doing Jack Nicholson, probably Joker, right? <laughs> well, if like, that's, if so, that's what you want to go with. Yeah. Well, cause you can't go like, I mean, you can't go Heath Ledger Joker. Cause that's not funny. That's not campy. You know? So, and so yeah, break these so. two guys down. We <sighs> have, we have two, who are Mark Hamill Joker? Yes. I got to just say the obvious. Yeah. Is there a difference between these two guys or do they just I... need someone who wasn't like the Joker? I mean, they're both. They both. Well, they're Riddler, both. Riddler they're both uses, basically like Riddler planners more. They I mean, they do plan. They do. I think Riddler it has more more morals than Joker. I think Joker is more of a character that. That is, and anything goes. Riddler doesn't seem anything goes most of the time, you know. And most, and most, most, most things. And I would say that Riddler wasn't a uh, a character that like Riddler would not take Barbara Gordon, paralyze her, abuse her, and then send the footage to her dad. That's not a Riddler thing. That is a Joker thing, which is why I think Joker would beat the Riddler. Because Riddler has a moral compass and Joker does not. And so, and I could just see the Joker carrying away over and over again. <laughs> so, cause I, like I said, I feel like I get Joker a lot in these, but I, I just, I think he's a fantastic villain. And so, so I'll say this then if I have to defend my, my villain. All right. So I think where the, okay. So to answer my own question a minute ago, I think where the Riddler um, excels Right is to his goal sometimes is not to commit the crime that he's trying to commit. Sometimes his goal, or it seems his goal, is to say, "I committed this crime. Prove it." (laughs) And he's doing this to the world's greatest detective, right? And so, I mean. His ability to 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 outsmart is probably his like, um, you know, why I would say, you know, maybe he's got a leg up there. Maybe his 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 goal wouldn't be, well, I need to put the Joker in jail. Yeah, he made... His goal is, oh, I figured out who this is. Yeah. I'm going to kill him and then I'm going to leave a little thing for Batman. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, you know, this is a good point. So, guys, I would like to know out there who's what's going to win scruples or intelligence. Who's going to win this one? I, you know, we have our own opinions, but we'd like to know yours. And so, scruples is a fun word. Isn't it a fun word? I like it a lot. It's a very comedic word. So, and so leave us a, leave us a comment. What did you like? Who's your favorite comedic villain? We'd love to know. We'd love to talk to you. And if you don't leave us a little villain or a little uh, review, I'll tell you what. One of these comedic villains may pay you a visit. Dwight Goodman. <laughs> like no one makes you bleed your own blood. You have a great day. Talk to you later, guys. Peace. Bye.